what is up guys what's good welcome back to muscle talks radio this is my first uh, proper youtube video so if you're watching on there bear with me it may not be as smooth as what i want it to be um i'm just going to attempt to reel it straight off instead of keep kind of pausing it to take breaks and things like that which i would normally do just to make sure it's all perfect i'd like to start with just a little personal update um, just on myself. So initially, or rather the last sort of week or so, I went to see the consultant and gave me the final kind of diagnosis, if you like, on the time period that I'm going to be off for. So we actually said two weeks. Whether or not I'll be fully back to work after that period is not known yet. It's kind of touch and go as to how well I can recover and how much uh, I can kind of wait there and how freely the joints move in in that time because you know I still won't be able to go upstairs or you know it's got a lot of balancing issues at the moment which obviously I can't practice because I can't put the weight through so it's a little bit like a spiral but yeah that's where I'm at I've started training again back in the gym so we're now into my third week of training um <laughs> man I'm aching aching a lot but it's good it's good um strength is coming back I'm keeping a log in my little black book, so all my weights, sets, reps, yeah, just keep logging it in there, and I'm seeing some good kind of improvements already. So yeah, in that sense I am feeling positive, things are looking good. I've developed a little kind of niggle in my left shoulder. I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about, hopefully it's one of those things that will go away. Uh, I've got myself booked in for physio next week on that as well. So, all fun and games for me at the moment, but we'll get there, we'll get there. Topics for today, we've got cardio, how much is too much. So I'm not talking about contest prep here, or bodybuilding purposes, I'm talking about kind of your average Joe, with kind of, that's trying to lose fat, but retain what muscle mass they have. So kind of, not telling you the minimum you have to do, but kind of, how much is too much, and what the effect of doing too much will be. In addition to that, we're also going to talk about tips for people who are thinking about becoming a personal trainer or people who are newly qualified as a personal trainer and looking for a couple of tips to kind of get them going. Uh, now myself, I've only been a personal trainer for just over a year now. So everything I say isn't gospel, but I'd like to think it's going to help a couple of people because I've had some experience in, in that job already. So hopefully you can take something from it, but if not, hey, that's fine. Right, so first topic we've got is obviously the cardio. How much is too much? Well, two types of environment we can create within our body is a calorie deficit and a calorie surplus. Obviously then that's your sort of contest prep and off-season diets typically ranging from 200 to 500 calories either way. Off-season, I'd say, I mean, you could burn up to 500 calories off-season because then you do, you can just add those on already. So 500 calories, obviously if you're doing list cardio, it take quite a while, sort of 20 minutes or so to do 200 calories is kind of a rough guess to where I would be myself, but that's not obviously saying that's the same for everybody. That's kind of the maximum I would do, 500, at any given point. 
simply because you're trying to gain weight in your off season or in your calorie surplus. So by doing extra cardio, you just have to eat more and more. And if your metabolism's quite fast already, then you're going to have a bit of a problem trying to retain the food that you're putting in and storing it, using it for growth, repair. That's where you're going to have your issue. Whereas in your contest prep, or if you're trying to lose fat but retain your muscle, I'd kind of say, bear in mind, you're probably already in a calorie deficit to begin with. That, again, anywhere between 200 and 500. You're going to want to go, uh, typically... It varies person to person. If you have quite a slow metabolism, then you can go more calories. If you have quite fast, then you don't really want to be doing too much. Especially when you're trying to lose weight, you should only use cardio as a tool. Because it's like if you're doing, if you're building something, you don't use the tool until you need it. Say, you know, I've got to put this nail in to this bit of wood. You know, you're not going to use a screwdriver to try and put the nail in. You're going to use your hammer to put the nail in because it's much more effective. But then for a screw, you're going to use a screwdriver, so to speak. So as long as your diet is good enough, you should lose weight perfectly fine without doing too much cardio. Obviously, it's good to keep your heart rate going, but I'd much rather uh, sort of recommend my clients do sports because it's more fun. You're not thinking about it and you don't really need to put sort of too much energy into kind of attending football training once a week, for example. Uh, I have some clients that do that. So that's why they don't have too much cardio in within their program out of just one session, two sessions a week, tops. Yeah, that would be kind of my rough guidelines on that. If you don't need to do cardio, don't do it. Once you get to the point that your weight's kind of plateaued and you're not losing weight through diet alone, that's when I would implement your cardio. I'd maybe start small, so 200 calories. This is if you don't want to reduce your calories anymore through your diet, so through taking things like carbs out or something like that. So if you don't want to do that, yeah, start 200 calories a day, either fasted before breakfast or HIIT training. That's also very effective. You can also get it done a lot quicker that way using various different techniques. Personally, I prefer doing mine fasted in the morning because it helps me kind of get into the right mindset for the day, helps me to kind of get some focus for what I want to achieve and kind of motivates me a bit. Um, also gives me a lot of time to kind of think about things and clear my head of stresses that might be, that I might find myself worrying about. That's my preference. But again, like I just say, you can do 200 calories would be perfectly adequate and you monitor your weight that way. Um, you should find, obviously, you might be a little bit more tired if you're doing that on a calorie deficit because you haven't got the calories then to put back in and sorry, feel more um, revitalised after it. So you have to be quite clever with how you structure your diet around the cardio, sort of trying to take in not too much carbohydrate that you've got none left for your training session, uh, which we'll touch on later, um, kind of cardio in your training. But that would be my advice to begin with. Don't do too much too soon. Hopefully that gives you an idea. You shouldn't find from doing cardio that your uh, weights drop during your sessions, your weight training sessions, if you're bodybuilding training, for example, as I would be. You should find that you stay pretty consistent while getting a little bit leaner. If at any point you start to drop your weights, it is going to be expected. You will at some point lose a tiny bit of muscle. Unfortunately, that's just part and parcel of dieting like that. 
you can kind of come off your diet, go on maintenance on what you're at, and maintain that, which will help then to recomposition your body. It does take a lot longer, but you should find that it's more sustainable that way. What I'm planning to do myself this year is to diet down to a good level, maintain that, and then hopefully kind of later on in the year we'll diet down again. So hopefully just getting leaner and leaner while maintaining a little bit of muscle. But we'll see how that goes. Tips for newly qualified personal trainers. First of all, if you're self-employed, which I know quite a few people are, I'll just advertise, advertise, advertise everywhere. Whether it be flyers through people's doors, leaflets in the town centre, posters in shop windows, just for a start. Obviously then we've got your social media, so your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything else I might have forgotten. More people will use social media and more and more people are using social media for that purpose that probably wouldn't have before. But don't forget the paper advertising. It does cost a bit of money, but you know the return rate of doing everything compared to just social media will be much greater because remember some people do not use social media. That would be my first tip. So advertise. Don't be afraid to give things away for free. I'm not saying give away free personal training hours because that's your time and you don't want to be doing that. Just give away something like a training program, maybe a free seven day program for fat loss to build a bit of muscle. Um, we can include a couple of diet tips, things like that, but nothing that's going to take you too much time, but something that they're going to benefit from. Then if they like it, follow it up with maybe an email, you know, find out, oh, you know, we've had your seven day program, how do you get on with it? And they might come back and say, oh, it was really good. And it's kind of just getting into that conversation where you might be able to then offer them something more. So, oh, wow, if you'd like that, for X amount, I can give you this package, maybe a month's worth of personal training with diet plan and things like that. Or you can then say, you can offer what you want, obviously. But I like to think that's a good tip to start with. Quite an easy one, just getting your name out there a little bit building up your kind of social media, getting people talking about you. Um, obviously, transformation pictures are good if your clients are willing uh, to post those. It doesn't have to just be people that you've kind of recruited online. It can be, say, you've got Debbie, who comes to you weekly. She might have been your first client, but you've helped to lose a stone, get those before and after pictures, and then you've got something, as long as she's consenting, to share with with people and say, this is what we did with Debbie in X amount of time, if you want this kind of transformation, then I can help you. It's important though to work in the industry and maybe start as a gym instructor, work your way up in the gym, because at least that way you have some fallback. If perhaps you have a quiet month on the personal training side, you can pick up some hours as a gym instructor. Uh, that's what I do myself. This works quite well, especially your kind of shifts there, they are set, so I know what I'm available if people want to book in. But it's also important to work in that industry so you can find out your target audience. Something that you will find very effective when it comes to advertising. If you know who you're advertising to, uh, what you want to advertise, um, you can kind of tailor your adverts to suit the kind of people you want to attract, which gives you a much higher success rate and much higher ability to recruit new clients. Obviously that's fundamental 
in building your clientele before you even get anywhere in this industry. You've got to know who you want to target and do it effectively. You've also got to be prepared to be professional at all times and you've got to learn professional boundaries with people. There may, of course, everyone's different, so you may have a better relationship with one client than you do another, but that's just part and parcel of it. This Debbie, you've known her for a while, so you can have a laugh with her. But it's also important that you're not just there to have a laugh. By all means, carry on. It's obviously, at the end of the day, it's a people-related job. So the rapport you can build with people, the better you can communicate with them and they kind of understand you and what you expect. But set the bar from the beginning that you're there to work and achieve things and not just have a jolly. Of course, if you want to go for coffees with them and meet them kind of outside of sessions, that's fine. If you, you can mess around then, of course you can. But while you're trying to give them the service that you said you could provide, you've got to remain focused on that primarily before you can start deviate from it, make jokes, especially in the first couple of sessions with new clients who... <laughs> Obviously, they may not know you, so if you start dancing to the music in the gym or something like that, they might think, well, I don't really feel like signing up with this guy because he thinks more about dancing around the gym than he does about giving me any kind of attention. So you've got to judge it yourself and be prepared to tone it down, even if it means changing your personality slightly. Sometimes that's just what it takes. Touching on that professionalism note, uniform. If you're self-employed, especially... I'd recommend you find a logo for yourself, find a name that attracts your target audience. For myself, it's TD Training. Yes, we have one of our logos for males, which is a picture of a bodybuilder. And we also have a female logo, which is, again, a female with weights, but that's more kind of slim. You know, you've got the outline of her abs, which hopefully kind of appeals to both your male and female, so hopefully we're kind of appealing to both. Also on our clothing, we have a couple of designs coming out very soon with our slogan or our motto, if you like, train, develop, achieve in signature handwriting because that's kind of lifestyle. You can wear it everywhere and it's not giving the wrong impression to anybody about what something that we're not. So think about that. Find your logo, find a slogan if you want, and think about how you appear to other people. You, know, you don't want to look scruffy because some people think, oh, he looks scruffy, so he must give a crap service. Timekeeping within that professionalism kind of box, if you like. You've got to be punctual for sessions. Not just that, but keep in mind where your session's going to end and how you're going to end your session. The closing sessions is very important because you don't want to just have your client, right, last set. Okay, that's it. See you later. I'll see you same time next week. Whereas if you said, okay, we're going to finish this session. And we'll just quickly nip into the office, get you all booked in for next week. I'll give you a little summary of what we've done today and what we've built on from what we've done in previous weeks. Yeah, so just something like that. Closing uh, section of the session. Session? <laughs> session. So the client knows that's, that's it. And they don't just feel like left on a cliff edge, sort of, so to speak. Probably the last one I've got is you've got to work hard. You've got to be prepared to put in the hours. And you've got to be prepared to offer everything you can to every client. What I mean by this is 
if you le learn something on a course, apply it straight away to your clients. Obviously not everyone because it might not actually work with them if you've done a nutrition course and the client that you've already training is very nutrition conscious. But what you might be able to do is imply little tips to them that will help them make that little bit more progress. Anything you might have learned previously or anything you're interested in, like myself. Okay, I come from like a bodybuilding background when I do my training sessions. But it doesn't mean that I don't understand things like CrossFit, um, functional training, you know, different types of cardio training. I'm not naive to one type of training. You know, you've got to be able to give everything you know to help your clients. They might not be there for what you train for. Keep that in mind that everyone is an individual and what works for one will not work for another. So that's probably my last tip. Give everything you can and remember that it's everyone is different. I know it may have been a little bit of a touch and go podcast episode today. Um, probably not as fluent as the others if you can say that. But again, let me know if you like it, especially with the new YouTube element. Hopefully it's something I'm going to do more of and get better at. Again, tag me on Insta Stories, comment on YouTube, subscribe, turn post notifications on. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one.